begins, chapter 28, verse 1, Matthew writes, After the Sabbath, as the first light of the new week dawned, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to keep vigil at the tomb. Suddenly the earth reeled and rocked under their feet as God's angel came down from heaven, came right up to where they were standing. He rolled back the stone and then sat on it. Shafts of lightning blazed from him. His garments shimmered snow white. The guards at the tomb were scared to death. They were so frightened they couldn't move. And the angel spoke to the women, There is nothing to fear here. I know you're looking for Jesus, the one they nailed to the cross. He is not here. He was raised just as he said. Come and look at the place where he was placed. Now get on your way quickly and tell his disciples, He is risen from the dead. He is going on ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. That's the message. The women, deep in wonder and full of joy, lost no time in leaving the tomb. They ran to tell the disciples. Then Jesus met them, stopping them in their tracks. Good morning, he said. They fell to their knees, embraced his feet, and worshipped him. Jesus said, You're holding on to me for dear life. Don't be frightened like that. Go tell my brothers that they are to go to Galilee and that I'll meet them there. That's a great story that just happens to be true. It's Easter morning, it's Resurrection Sunday, and the atmosphere here is joyful. And Easter's have most always been that way for me. See, I I can recall as a kid the anticipation of Easter morning. It's similar to Christmas morning, but somehow even brighter and fresher and newer. And growing up, there was that feeling of putting on new Easter clothes for church. Finding a brightly colored tinfoil wrapped chocolate bunny in my Easter basket. Seeing all the people at church in their new suits and ties. The girls are all in pastel dresses and Ribbons and bows and hats. Do we remember ribbons and bows and hats? And then after church, there was Easter Sunday lunch with extended family, in this case, church family today. Cousins, aunts, uncles, all around my mamaw's giant table at the river camp where they had their home. And I can remember roast. Maybe a big ham, potato salad, macaroni and cheese, deviled eggs. Who who came up with that name, by the way? (laughs) Easter was always a family celebration growing up. Do you remember those? Maybe you still have them. Looking back, I can recall all the trappings of Easter from my childhood. But I have to say, I don't think it was until much later on that I really had any idea what the celebration was truly all about. See, there was this word the preacher or the Sunday school teacher would say, resurrection. 
And I knew that it had something to do with Jesus being alive. But to make the connection of the resurrection to the events that Jesus experienced before, and then to make the connection to my own life, my own circumstances, my own experience, well, that was something that came much later in my life. And I suspect that for many of you, it was the same way. Now that causes me to think that I know that outside these walls, out in Shepherd, out in the community, all around us, there are people who have no clue what the big deal is with Resurrection Sunday and all those Christians getting dressed up and going to church. Because to most people out there, this day is more about the chocolate bunny in the basket than it is about Jesus. If we as a culture, as a society, are ever going to walk in step with God, then we need to think beyond the bunny. Now we've been studying Colossians in our Tuesday night Bible study. And in chapter 3, Paul tells us something about that. He doesn't mention the bunny specifically, but he does talk about thinking beyond the world. He says, so if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up, be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from Christ's perspective. Because your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators and onlookers, your real life is with Christ in God. He is your life. And when Christ, your real life, shows up again on this earth, you get to show up too. The real you. The glorious you. And in the meantime, between now and then, be content with obscurity. Be content with just being who you are in Christ and like Christ. See, Paul says that if we're ever to walk in step with God, we have to elevate our thinking up and out of the muck and the mire of the world and start thinking about things from a heavenly perspective. Maybe the culture, and when I say the culture, I mean all of us, maybe we don't appreciate the value of the resurrection because we don't understand just exactly what Jesus did for us in this selfless act on the cross that made the resurrection possible. Now, if you happen to be here this past Friday evening for the Good Friday service that Randy mentioned, then you heard the story of that event that made the resurrection possible, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, his death on the cross. Not just any death, but a horrific death, hung on a cross, 
while insults were hurled at him and the very people he came to save spewed out all manner of vile and hateful things at him and mocked him. And then after he died, he was laid in a tomb. And while he was in the tomb, he battled death until death had to bow his knee. Just like everyone and everything will eventually have to do, death had to bow his knee and admit that Jesus Christ is indeed Lord of all in heaven and on earth. And so it occurs to me, as, as the church, as the body of Christ, we're pretty good at remembering the Easter's. And we do pretty well at remembering the crucifixion, although probably not as consistently as we do Easter. And probably we don't put as much emphasis on it as we should. But one of the things that we often overlook is this day between the crucifixion and the resurrection. I like to call it the forgotten Sabbath. It's the time spent while Jesus is busy conquering the grave. It's the time we spend in limbo after Good Friday wondering what comes next. Wondering now what? Now what are we going to do? It's the time between the before and the after. We've all experienced Sabbaths in our lives, haven't we? See, life is moving along and suddenly there's this event of such magnitude that the clocks stop. Our circumstances change so radically and we are left wondering, where do I go from here? As I think about it, I can recall many Sabbaths in my life. But one of them that comes to mind that I'll share with you this morning as an example of what I'm talking about. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I took a job at Bush Intercontinental uh, as, as a manager of an aircraft handling company. We loaded airplanes, cargo, people, baggage, uh, KLM, British Airways, Aeromexico, Lufthansa, U.S. Mail. Sorry about that, by the way. Um, countless others. And one day I was in the tail of this cargo plane that had come in from the Ivory Coast of Africa. And I was up there with a U.S. Customs inspector. And I, we were looking at the cargo. And I stepped out onto this big loading platform that was outside the cargo door. And for some reason it malfunctioned and it threw me to the ground 20 feet below and that day, the clocks stopped for me. So I had this head injury. I had two broken wrists. I had a cracked pelvis, other issues. The point is there were several weeks of fuzziness, this mental fog that took me months to emerge from. And as I recovered mentally and physically, I experienced a Sabbath of waiting and wonder. What do I do now? What's next for me? How, what do I do now that I can't work? I can't find all my words. I can't use my arms. I can't walk. I can't focus my thoughts on anything for any length of time. What am I going to do now? 
do you have any Sabbaths in your life that you have experienced? Maybe you're in one now. Sabbaths can be dark. Sabbaths can be foggy. Sabbaths can be confusing, disorienting. We don't wait very well, do we? But here's one thing I've learned from all the Sabbaths in my life. Sabbaths come to an end. In every Sabbath that I've experienced, in every Sabbath I've gone through in my life, the sun always rises on Sunday. There is always an Easter morning on Sunday after a period of Sabbath because, you see, God didn't design the Sabbath for fog and uncertainty. No, He did not. God didn't design the Sabbath for despair or loss or chaos or darkness. No, He did not. God made the Sabbath. God made the Sabbath for rest and rebuilding and refocusing and experiencing His love and His redemption and forgiveness and doing amazing things like conquering death and hard times and circumstances that seem like they are nights without end and places where the light of hope doesn't shine through. God designed the Sabbath for the renewal of the world, the preparation for the coming dawn. The coming light and power and glory that is redemption and recovery and resurrection. See, after the Sabbath, after every Sabbath comes the resurrection. And so it is on this particular Sabbath. On the dawning of the new day, the angel rolls the stone away and Jesus walks out of the grave victorious. (coughs) What does that magnificent fact mean to you and me? Well, it means that Jesus has taken all of your sins, all of my sins, all the sins of the world, and He's exchanged them with us For righteousness, His righteousness, God's righteousness, the righteousness of God. He has given them to us in exchange for our sins so that now there's no longer a separation. There's no longer this chasm between God and us. Jesus is the bridge. Jesus paid it all. And now all we have to do is confess with our mouth. Believe in our hearts that He is Lord of all. And when we do that, then we get to take part in His resurrection. His resurrection becomes our resurrection. It's that amazing and it's that simple. And so this morning, Let Jesus be the dawning light of resurrection in whatever Sabbath you find yourself in. Choose every day to begin your life with a mindset 
of resurrection made possible for you through the resurrection power of Christ. This Easter morning, today, this resurrection Sunday, let his resurrection be your resurrection. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.